How do you feel great on vacation? Like really good? Easy. You go to Aruba. You'll spend your time relaxing on cool white sand beaches and floating in healing blue water. You'll immerse yourself in natural wonder and find your center on an island where things move at your speed. You won't just feel great. You'll feel relaxed, renewed, and ready for life. That's the Aruba effect. Plan your trip at aruba.com. So welcome to a the second edition of any runner's podcast that is our new name um it was jog on the time last week but uh, we discovered that uh, there's actually another group out there called jog on the time so apologies if you listened last week and you're a little bit um curious about why we kept calling it jog on the time throughout the whole uh, throughout the whole podcast only to realize that there's another name out there it all being bags so we've gone for any runners and this week we're going to talk a little bit about long runs, but we're going to start off with um, what everybody was up to this weekend in terms of runs. Andrew, what were you uh, what were you doing? What was your what was your kind of weekend running lo- looking like? I didn't actually do any running over the weekend. I did. I went for a run on Mon- on Tuesday, Monday. Went for a five k to, uh, and I was probably distracted on the weekend. But yeah, Monday was the was my running. Went for five k, nice pace of about, I think twenty three, twenty four. Okay, say that. Right. Um, yeah, but just kind of doubt. We, we obviously we're talking about running and all that, which is obviously great. But I think it's also important that you know if you are busy and you can't get out and necessarily do a run, which not everyone can, you know, you might be walking in Northumberland or whatever, yeah. or just getting off of the bus stop three stops early. There's lots of things you can do which you don't necessarily have to go for a run, which can aid your actual running. Absolutely, yeah, absolutely. It's all about just basically staying staying fit, really. I think, and that's. I think my my biggest kind of thing, especially at the moment, the situation I'm in at the moment, is I cannot get out and run much at all. But I did manage this weekend to to get out and do the Bladen race, which was um, a pretty memorable experience. It is every year. Um, This year was particularly kind of mad, really, because it was three o'clock on a Saturday, which you don't normally get. It was absolutely like scorching. It was so hot. Anybody who ran the Bladen race this weekend We'll kind of know that it, we didn't. I just wasn't expecting it to be as hot as that, and um, yeah, I can probably touch on it in another episode or uh, in the future in the summer. Like summer running can be really tough when it's that hot and muggy, um, and uh, I think virtually everybody I spoke to at the end and and kind of who who ran it as well said how hot it was and how difficult it was at the start. And we've um, we've actually got um, the the winner of the Blaine race this year, John Beatty, who's, who's kind of kindly agreed to to. Uh, lend us a bit of 20 minutes of his time um, which we'll, we'll bring you straight away after our little chat at the start but um, he uh, he actually won the Blade race because uh, actually the leader at the time tied up at the end and, it, and I don't think it was necessarily anything to do with the heat and he might tell us a little bit more he tells us a little bit more in, in the interview later on but it definitely had an impact I mean it's a great run really enjoyed it 40 minutes around 40 minutes which I did which was two minutes down on pre-baby um, pre-baby run that's was, right blame the baby, was, yeah, the baby. well funnily enough he uh, he was quite um, he, he came to the start didn't wake up at all um, was totally totally asleep for the whole thing but I mean I really I really enjoyed it it's a quick it's a really quick one and if you're not if you if you listen to this and thinking I fancy the blame race next year it's about February when the entries open and you really have to get in quick I think it sells out within a few hours club runners if you're a club runner you can get in the day before you get 
privileged um, you get a privileged entry but you have to get in within about two hours and you can see when you go down to the start I mean it's absolutely like it's a different it's a blaze of colors and everything and as we kind of touched on last week what I really love about the Bladen race is that the fact that it's it's a club organizer it's Bladen um, it's Bladen who run it um, and they it's all volunteers and it's so well organized at the end it's a brilliant atmosphere so Anybody who's thinking about running it um, next year or who's kind of listening to this thinking, you know, what should I go for next year? If, you, if you're just starting out running, it's quite a good one to aim for because it's 5.7 miles. It's not, it's quick. It's really quick. It goes downhill at the start. Then you turn around on the back and you, you kind of uphill a little bit after that. But it's, um, yeah, it's a, it's a hell of a, um, hell of an enjoyable race. Like it really, really, really is. Um, and, and I think anybody who's kind of, anybody who's got, any sort of idea about um, about about running and who wants to run in the northeast should probably tick that one off. So, Andrew, you've got to do it next week, next, next year, week, next, <laughs> next week, next week. Bit late. Um, I mean, Sarah, how did you find? It? I mean, were you a bit apprehensive? Like, obviously, you've, you've been, you've had your distractions, understandably. Were you yeah. a bit a bit nervous going into it? Totally, it? yeah, totally. And I, and I think what I think what I what I kind of learned have learned the last the last year, which I don't know whether maybe some people might be able to kind of. Um, talk about this as well like is my biggest problem at the moment is when you kind of run and you you get really into running and you and you get good at it basically or get you get as good as you can be at it um the hardest thing then is so i don't i i I can't mentally go and do a park run at the moment because i know that if i go and do a park run my best time for park runs i've done the last four out of the last five i've done i've done under 20 minutes and i'm so sort of like i don't want to go and run park run and do it in 25 minutes which is so stupid it's just the most ridiculous thing but it's like this mental thing that I've got and I was really worried about going to um about going to Blaine and doing it really badly which is so stupid because it's you know I'm not Mo Farah um but I, I do think that that is like a thing and it, and for me like I look at I've got Strava and I love Strava it's a great tool but um I went through a period, especially when when, um, when I was kind of like injured and stuff, I've not put my runs on Strava because I was kind of ashamed of them, which is just the most stupid thing possible. But that's that's me. I can't get my head around going out and running and just doing it at a leisurely pace. Do you find it difficult? Because obviously you train for full marathons, oh, half marathons. Do don't talk to me about the marathon. Don't talk to me about the marathon. Do you we'll, find we'll it difficult one. to slip into the mindset of actually you're only running six miles? The pace wise because that's obviously the very different races yeah as is a half to a full I so is it, is it difficult i prefer doing the short shorter runs i mean i, I do kind of like I, I really like doing half marathons but the, the best feeling that you can have and we were going to talk, touch a little bit on long runs uh in this in this today's today's thing because i think hopefully some people who are listening to this might be starting to think about the great north run because that's the big thing that I think everybody in the northeast thinks about. But for me, like, I actually prefer doing the quick, sharp 5Ks and 10Ks. And the 5K I like because you can, you can go off really quick and you just hang in there at the end. And um, if you've ever seen any pictures at, at the end of the at the end of the kind of uh, park runs, you'll see everybody. You touched on it last week. If you just go out quick and hang on, you can do that in a 5K. You can't do it. You can just about do it in a 10K. You can't do it in a half marathon, as I learned to my cost at the Great North Run last year when I ended up in the medical tent at the end. Um, but that's for another that's for another podcast. Um, but yeah, I mean, you're you're doing the you've got the Great North Run yeah. place. Where are you in your training at the moment? I'd say quite well. I actually did the Manchester half just last month, so it's just carried on from there and just maintaining that um, pace. I probably probably look to do obviously a couple more 
12, 30 miles. Obviously, it's still quite a bit away, but yeah. I just try and maintain about eight or nine miles and try and get the speed up. And then I don't think I did, a, I think I did one full half on, in the build up to Manchester, and the rest of it was just two or three um, longer ones, nine, 10 miles kind of every two weeks, and just doing that, building the pace. So rather than going out all out for 12, 13 miles, yeah. That's just me. Some people obviously in the build up for two months, three months before want to get that thirty and then keep going. I think everyone has their own way of doing it for me, it's doing the nine, the ten, and then I think the last four it's about on the day it's it's they say the weather conditions, yeah. it's the crowd, I think that's what gets you through. It sounds might sound a bit stupid, but for me that's what it is. Um, if I can do ten at a good time then I, I think for me the rest the rest will just occur, it will just happen. Do you like long runs? Because a I lot do, of people yeah. a lot of people I think when the this sign up to the Great North Run knows the things that intimidate them the most but then when you've done it a few times actually they ended up being the, the most enjoyable runs yeah no I like the long runs I think um, it gives you something to focus on set your minds I always set pointers so on the Great North Run you've always got I always got certain pointers along the way or my normal run route there's you know I run past the garage I think of garage right that's point yeah. one checkpoint one shop two you know and it helps you on the Great North Run when you've done it a few times however when you do go down there and you see the sea, don't fall for it because the because the finish line's still quite a bit away. You've got another mile on them. No matter how many times you do that race, you will always fall for that. Because because of the crowds in that last mile, it's the hardest it's the hardest thing. And and I think that's the thing about going out and doing a long run is you kind of you, you it's it's you against yourself a little bit on that, and and you just throw away your watch is is kind of my feeling. Don't don't sort of sit there with a long run if you. The biggest mistake that the way I kind of conquered my fear of long runs was not thinking I could run a long run at the same pace that I could run a 10k mm. or a 5k at. It was actually going out and thinking, right, a long run, I'll actually run it at 30 seconds. The first one I did at the first time I stopped really enjoying it was I thought I'm going to run this 30 seconds slower per mile than my 10k pace. And suddenly it was like, actually, I really enjoy this. But I say that now, but like I tried to do a long run on Monday. And um, again, I had to stop halfway through, which is becoming a, a kind of. You're going too fast, aren't you? Is probably. It, what it is? Yeah, I think I, I think as well after Blaine, it was hard and it was muggy on Monday as well. I, I ran, I run in Northumberland, so I ran from Walkworth back to uh, Felton, which is which is where I'm kind of where I where I live, and it was it was really muggy, and to be honest, it was just it was just like a really really bad idea, and I'm kind of struggling to break out of that I mean when I say this is a podcast for everybody else it's really just personal therapy for me and you Andrew it's running therapy for me so I'm sitting here trying to talk myself into uh, the idea of doing long runs I think the point is I think people who are listening probably can relate to the fact that you'll go through weeks days, weeks, months where you just I can't be bothered to get up especially during the winter or during the summer when it is really warm but like you know you just have to break once you break that barrier once you go running for eight, nine miles on a very warm day, as long as you've got a bottle of water or some change to get some water, once you do it and you get back, you know, you'll want to do it again in two or three days. It's getting into that routine and, you know, getting out. Obviously, the route always helps. Well. I've got, I love running by the river. I think that's, yeah. For me, that's what really pulls you through when you think, you know, I can't be bothered to go these extra two or three miles. And you think, oh, well, actually, you know. Yeah, oh, totally. Like, I'm really lucky because I'm, I'm, I live quite in a quite rural place. So, you know, there's lo- it's just grass and fields and stuff, which is terrible if you've got hay fever. But it's also, like, absolutely fantastic because you're, you're running through and you're thinking, actually, this is, like, this is almost 
this is almost like you know as, as, as nice a place as you could run if you if you're a city center if you run in the city center it's a little bit more difficult because you're probably running by roads and things like that. it's warmer because there's cars going past and stuff as well but you've just got to get it done and i guarantee you the more miles the more miles you do the better the better you'll feel on the day if you're just pushing through i think definitely are you are you more of a morning or evening morning morning or evening the biggest thing i found is um slap bang in the middle of the day absolutely kills me at the moment like three o'clock was when the blame race was which luckily i think because you just have adrenaline going it was fine it wasn't a problem but the last two times when i've run at three o'clock i've really struggled and stopped actually halfway through but then i've run at seven and i've run in the morning and felt absolutely fine I was flying last last week when I ran at seven o'clock, absolutely flying, really enjoyed it. Came back in, felt absolutely, got that runner's high again. Um, and yeah, so I kind of find that as well. But I, I, I do think it's hard if you're in the summer because three o'clock, especially when it's muggy, mm. is really difficult. And I, I, when I got back in on uh, Monday when I ran this kind of walk with thing and I had to stop half twice, I think, and, and ran the last bit as well, but I was sweating. It was absolutely disgusting. It was really, really bad. Um, but yeah, that, that, that was it. But, uh, so one of the things we mentioned last week um, was trying to get a bit of a running community going. We had a nice feedback from the first one, which is a bit of a soft launch it was. In the end, we got the name wrong. So uh, that was a, a very soft launch. We weren't talking about it too much. But what we can really want, we want feedback from people. But I'm, um, I, I know this week in particular, we want to hear from people who were running. There's two two kind of cool runs that, so if anybody's listening to this who runs the either of these two, um, the Newburn River Run, which uh, I really, really enjoyed doing that one before. It's absolutely, um, that one's absolutely class. Uh, and then at the weekend, I believe there's quite a few big, there's quite a few big ones at the weekend. Uh, Gibside Marathon, I'm just having a look down here as well. So some really interesting, New, New Naycliffe, 10k that'll be quite that'll be quite an interesting one i'm sure people will be running that one as well then next week next week during the week um there's the uh sunshine fund 5k yeah. which is we obviously run here which is really uh which is a really really good one and that should be people should i think people should go and do that and we got you've got the angel one as well yeah fun, which is brilliant which unfortunately falls on the, the other belgium game so <sighs> yeah I was all up for that until I realised that it is the Belgium game. We're it's a tough, quick, really. yeah, it's a tough one. It's a tough one. That. And and um, there's also the Wheat Slade relays as well, which is a big one for club runners as well. So if you're running that one, um, just give, just give us a shout as well. So we, what we're going to try and do is answer some of your questions. We had one. Uh, I had a really good question come in uh, from a listener, uh, which was, how much should you teach yourself? A kind of running technique should you teach yourself a running technique at all or is it more of a natural thing and this is quite good because we've got a runner in the office laura laura Hill is one of our reporters who we're going to have on later because she wants to talk about uh, the experience of being um a, a woman and running because there's some real issues there which i didn't realize that she told me about so we're gonna we're gonna have her on as a guest but she was talking to me about injuries and things and asking for a bit of advice on injuries and i've never kind of been taught how to run but I have had a few injuries in which they have told me that there are certain things that you can do that, that really that really help. So I think my feeling on that, and I'm no professional, um, would just be, I don't think, I think you can't really, you can teach yourself how to run, but it's quite expensive and you need really professional, proper advice on it. Um, it, it and it takes a while and it takes a quick, some videos. So I wouldn't say, I would say your natural running technique is okay, as long as it's not causing you any injuries. But it's all the general fitness that you need around it. I think you learn from you. You learn your body teaches you and tells you, you know, 
when you've done too much or when not to go like um, it's a wooden joke my hamstrings and my knees are you know in this office it's a wooden joke but you, you, I can tell when I'm running in my mouth and you feel something go when you've had them injuries before you know you have to your body say well actually don't don't you know walk the last mile because if you if you, if you go and sprinting off then you're going to end up um, but I just think it's I've never been to it's just naturally you just yeah I think yeah. you know how you run um, you can't really see yourself run so it's, you know that, that's the issue and it's so people totally, be laughing at you walking down the street but you'd never know nobody laughs uh, this is the great thing about a running community like we all play play five side football and stuff and it you know it's pretty obvious from when you're watching people playing football who's good and who's not very good at football but running I mean obviously the guys right at the front of the, the elite field learn ways to run because they're they have to conserve mm. you know speed and things like that but actually when you look at the general field I and mean, I was watching people in front of me and behind me at the blade, at blade and, and they everybody had a different running technique but some people who looked as if I couldn't run like that were absolutely steaming through the field looking really really good and and I think that's the thing nobody laughs at the way yeah. you run nobody laughs at the way you run because actually it's totally up to you it's like mm. you know you might you know, I always say it, it's like it's you might be really tall, you might be really short, and like it's not about how you run. You don't have to look it's like about you're feeling running. comfortable and what's totally. what's right for you. That's, yeah, that's the issue. Like, that's the key. It's, it's the same with speed uh, as it is with technique. It's about you feeling comfortable and you feeling right. You don't like you so you don't want to zoom off too quickly and then find yourself you know nearly dying at the end because you won't enjoy you won't feel comfortable it's all about you being in the right frame of mind and the body feeling right and you get at the finish line thinking actually I had a really good time there not you know I can barely breathe or I've, I've done I've done the wrong thing that's it's, um, about feeling comfortable that's the only advice I can give it's about feeling comfortable it's totally totally the case I think there's a you know there's a there's a, an argument to be had for um, for kind of like you know saying that's, that running is probably the most the most kind of democratic sport in in uh, out there. It really is. It's totally. Um, it's just. It's just great in terms. Of nobody ever judges you for how you run, and that's absolutely brilliant. Right, I'll wrap this one up because we are amateurs, but we did manage to track down um, John Beatty, who won the Blaine race um, last week. He very kindly agreed to give us twenty minutes of his time. He's uh, with Newham and Essex Beagles. He is an England international runner, so he's pretty darn good um he's uh, kind of you know not far off <coughs> kind of championship level um but he was running the blade race for the first time and he he won it and he was very kind to give us uh, about 20 minutes of his time to talk us through uh, how the race went uh, and also his kind of advice for for runners and his kind of running heroes as well so um i'll uh, i'll pass over to our interview now with john so we're very lucky to have a very special guest on this week's Any Runners podcast. We've got the winner of the 2018 Bladen Race, uh, John Beatty. Uh, John, welcome to the to the podcast. And um, it's a little bit of a dramatic moment on Saturday, wasn't it, to win? Firstly, <laughs> thanks for having me, Mark. Uh, yes, it was. It was. It was probably. I've been racing for many, many years, and it was. It was definitely one of the most exciting and probably dramatic finishes, especially for those who were sort of stood there watching it. Um, just to kind of the short drama of it uh, where it unfolded. It was. Yeah, it was great to be involved with. Did you have a bit of sympathy um, for? for... For, for the way it sort of ended because I mean you must have sort of thought well look you know I'll take this, I'll take the second place but um, you know to, to actually sort of win it the way that you did did you have a bit of kind of runner sympathy for the um, for, for the way it finished I, I, I did for Chris I mean 
I guess that the the reason it happened that, that's probably worth more looking at is that so I my tactic was to take that out really really fast because that's my my best tactic is is to run hard from the start and I I kind of had a bad bad experience the previous week running in London uh, the London ten thousand where Mo was at and he kind of wanted to win it slowly and. Um, I kind of got a bit frustrated with the way I ran, so I decided not to do that at Bladen, that I would take it out hard. And I think because I took it out so fast, um, that probably put all of us on the limit. Mm. And Chris, I, I was surprised with the way Chris eased away from me a little bit at about halfway. But w- once he did ease away, he never actually opened up a significant gap. So it was always sort of 10 or 15 metres Um and I, I could always just see him there or thereabouts. So I, n- I never actually gave up the win. That I always thought, right, well, if, if I'm close to him within the finish, I'll e- at least have a crack at it. Um, and then Carl started closing me for third. And that kind of pushed me on a little bit. And I think by the time I realised that, I saw, saw Chris was starting to struggle. So um, so I yeah, managed to catch him with a, with a couple of hundred metres to go. Yeah. Um, but it, it, it was obviously very, very tough for him. What happened in, those, in that final straight? Yeah, I mean, just just fill us in on on kind of why you why you were why you were up here for for Bladen because it's obviously I mean you know you've you've pulled on an England vest you've you, you know your career yeah. is um, you know you, you you're a really high profile runner um, so to come up to Bladen where you know we have a huge a really good field really good northeast field but what kind of attracted yeah. you to Bladen? There's a couple of reasons. Well, f- firstly, because I've got family from the northeast. That my so my mum's from Hartlepool. She grew up there. Uh, my grandma's still there, and I've got an uncle in um, Tynemouth. He's he's there. He's been there for years and years. So I, and he and he was a runner. He's done about twenty odd Great North runs, and he's done Blade and loads of times. So when I was a kid growing up, I always just used to hear my uncle, my dad, and my mum sort of talking about the Great North run and Blade and races, and it was so it was something I'd heard of from many many years ago. And then as I got into running myself, racing road races all over the country, I've, I've pretty much done all the big road races in the UK, except for Bladen. Bladen was one that I hadn't done, and I'd really wanted to get up there for years. Uh, I'd entered it two years ago, but had to pull out because I was injured, so I never made it up. Uh, but this year, I'm, I've been fit, I've been doing lots of road races, I've been running well. So I thought, right, I'm, I'm, as, I'm ready as I'll ever be, why not give it a go? Yeah. What did, so, you, what, so. what, did, what did you make of it then? What did you, what did you think of the whole, the whole event and the whole atmosphere? Because it, it's unique. I mean, I, I run it and uh, <laughs> I love it, absolutely love it. Yeah, it's brilliant. As I said, I've done all the road races around the country, so there's, there's different experiences at each one, but the, the Blade and the, the Geordies, they, they put on a great show, yeah. uh, like the way they do, do with the Great North Run as well, and um, the song as well, that's, that's pretty yeah. unique. Uh, I was listening to that all week in the lead-up to the race just to get myself in the, in, in the, in the spirit of it. Yeah. Um, oh. And it, it was a fantastic event. The, the, with the Ed Sheeran concert on, I think, as well, the, the city was just buzzing. There was a lot of people around, um, and it, it, the atmosphere on the course on Scottswood Road, and especially at the finish, it was... Yeah, it was really exciting. Did, did did you expect it to be as warm as it was? Because I don't think I don't think most of the runners did, to be honest. Because it was um, the forecast wasn't particularly as quite as hot as it was, and I think that actually knocked quite a few of the the, the sort of the main field as well. That sort of quite a lot of the fun runners. It, it was really warm. It, it, it was. I mean, one thing I, I do very much sympathise with this is that when you get the conditions like this, it affects the elites a lot less. Firstly, we're kind of we're out there a lot less time just to start with, and invariably more experienced at running in heat. A lot of us have ran abroad or are used to racing in in hot weather, um, so it, it, I don't think it probably affected too many of the front guys that much. Um, but 
obviously the, the further down the field you go it, it does become more of an issue like you saw that with the London Marathon this year of yeah. just how much effect that can have um, but for, for me personally I, it didn't bother me and it probably didn't bother too many of the front guys yeah. what, do you make, what do you make of the course because I, I think it's kind of a unique one in that it's kind of a net, <laughs> net downhill for the start bit and then you, you do yeah. have a little bit of a um, you do have a little bit little bit up at the end and it is it's a kind of weird course it's a great course because you it means you get a bit of pace behind you for the first kind of three miles it's rapid I mean it, that helped my my front running strategy from the start I think that helped it because it was so fast I mean w- whether the splits are accurate I don't know but the, when they were called out I think they said 901 through two miles I thought yeah. well this, this is fast um, I mean my, my watch said we were 1422 through 5k uh, which I know is that's that's yeah. really quick. Um, that that's nearly as quick as I've run for a five k standalone this season on the roads. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but the, the the toughest part I think, and probably everyone found this, was the that little switch back you make in the final mile where you mm. go down the hill and then round and back up. That was the tough bit, and I think that was probably where I first sensed that Chris wasn't completely in control when I saw him coming back the other way. Yeah, what I mean, what a what a kind of dramatic moment at the end. It really is. It's, it's only in only in running. I mean, we saw it at the Commonwealth Games with Callum Hawkins as as well. You know, yes. it is. It's 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 like it's horrible to watch, but at the same time, it's kind of what makes running so sort of compelling as well. That you, it's that one kind of little reminder that actually this is really difficult. It's not an easy thing it, to do. It, it is. It's, it, that's that's sport. I think that that's why we all love it. That it, it's never over till it's over. Um, I, I'm pretty convinced that the, the reason that happened was because I made that so fast from the start. I think had we just gone out at a kind of steady pace, like five-minute miling, and then Chris pulled away in the second half, yeah. then there's no way he would have probably fallen off. So I, I, I think it was probably the way that the race was run that made it like that. Uh, which, which it, on the other hand, it also did contribute to a lot faster times because I saw last year's times, we were way, way quicker than that. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think I probably set that up for a lot of people to run probably course TVs on it yeah brilliant um, and so what's so what's next for you then what are you what's your kind of uh, the rest of your how's the rest of your season looking uh, so I, I pretty much I just do road races these days um, I've, I've ran for many years and, and done cross country and, and track and, and road but these days as a fun I'm getting older it's it's a case of just doing what I'm really good at and doing lots of it rather than trying to do everything um, so I'm, I'm going to go completely the other end of the country this weekend I'm doing Eastly 10k uh, so that, that's where I'm actually where I grew up and where my mum and dad are now um, so down on the south coast I'm running 10k there uh, of which I'll be hopefully looking to convert last last week's performance to an actual 10k time mm. of in the low end of 29 minutes if, if it goes well um, so I'll do that um, and then a couple of weeks later, the Norwich Lord Mayor's 5K, which is, is, is similar to Bladen, kind of a, a very big city centre race for, for Norwich. I actually won that one last year, so I'm going back to defend that. Brilliant. Oh, uh, so, so they're my next couple of races. Cool. One of the things, we're, so I, I, we're doing a bit of a, a special this week about, about long runs because we're, we're hoping, this is it's quite a new podcast this, but we're, we're hoping to kind of get as many people who just started taking up running as, as we are kind yeah. of your, your elite end as well. So, I mean, kind of what, what's, what's your advice for people on, on long runs? Because I think, you know, it's quite daunting for people who just start the sport, you know, to go from a 5K, a couch to 5K, to then starting to look at 7, 8, 
10, 15, 20 miles and stuff. What, what's, what's your kind of advice for anybody out there who's kind of do, doing a long run and, and, and should they kind of, you know, how, how should they kind of approach them and, and, and how do they turn it from being a kind of onerous thing into actually, which is my opinion on them, is they're the best bit of the training yeah, it's, 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 it's gradually building up. So if, if you've just never done the distance first, it's just getting used to time on feet. So just, just building up maybe five minutes at a time um, over a period of weeks. And then when you start to get better at that, then what you can start to do is, is break them down. So this is because I, I actually coach runners as well. So one of the things I'll, I'll do for marathon runners, especially would be, say you were going to do something like a, a 15 mile run would be to split it down into two miles faster and then one mile recovery easy so it, it actually you've always got something coming up where you get to change things and it breaks it down to just being oh god I've got a 15 mile to run yeah. to do it is oh, right, I'll run two miles faster then I can break it down I've got a mile easy recovery it, it mentally I, I find that especially beginners that makes it a lot lot easier mm-hmm. uh, for them to, to get around and then you can just gradually progress that so instead of doing two miles on one mile off you can do three mile on and one mile off or um four miles on one mile off you can just gradually build it up that way um that would be kind of how i would suggest approaching a marathon if you were doing it that way mm-hmm. um it doesn't need to be quite as much as that if you're just doing uh, half marathons like say you were training for the great north or something they, um it wouldn't need to be as much uh, but just yeah just breaking it down and, and having fun with it and, and experiencing into different paces that i think that that's probably the best way to approach it yeah, definitely. Yeah, I mean, you, you mentioned there the Great North Run yourself. I mean, it's 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 not on your radar this year. Are you, are you, are you, would you would you consider coming down and, uh, and and having a crack at that one as well? The Great North. I'm not doing it this year. I'm, I'm running the Cardiff 10K. Is, is around the same sort of time. That's one I've won before, and I'm going back to try and try and get another win there. Uh, Great North. I've not done that. I made my debut there was. Um, 2011 I think around 64 um, and I've not been there since but um, I'll, I'll definitely end up there I'm, I'm sure at the Great North at, at some point before I'm uh, before I'm retiring yeah oh fantastic who, who are your kind of heroes then who are your running 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 heroes who are the people you kind of look up to people I look up to I'd say probably uh, there's, there's been a couple over my career Andy Vernon's probably the first one mm. that he he's Great Britain Olympian won loads and loads of national titles and been in many GB teams and European medals because he's the same age as me um, we're from the same area um, grew up racing in Hampshire teams and uh, I've just admired the way he's stuck at it and he's had a lot of step backs and just keeps coming back and even recently I saw it I think he ran 27.50 for 10k which I saw him do um, I'd, I'd say he, he's one um, and probably another one that I, I've trained alongside a lot more actually is a guy called Lee Merrion ultra ultra professional he's ran in the Olympics for GB uh, just finished 8th in the Commonwealth Games in the marathon for Guernsey when he wasn't particularly in great shape but I've always learned from him just how professional he is and how much he gets out of his training Um, so it's it's probably those like people I can more relate to directly as opposed to just kind of saying yeah Mo Farah or Gabri Selassie Um, it's people I can I've, I've seen more of over the years I'd probably say at my people I look up to I think yeah just just for the kind of the people who are, who are just starting out like what's your kind of what's your weekly uh, what's your weekly schedule like I mean what's what your kind of your mileage and your uh, and, and how do you kind of break it down okay uh, so a, a typical so my, my coach at the moment is is Andy Hobdell um, a very very experienced coach and he, he's really kind of got me going again well in the last year 
to the to the shape I'm in now to win like races like Bladen. Um So a, a typical week would be let's say let's go through it. So um, Monday would be perhaps an, an easy run of about five or six miles in the morning, and then a slightly faster run of about the same distance. So six minute miling or for five miles in the afternoon. Uh, Tuesday would be uh, probably a, a fartlek or a track session. So a fartlek would be something like. Um, three minute two minute one minute efforts times four or something like that yeah. uh, and then just easy in the afternoon uh, Wednesday just one run easy of an hour and Thursday has been rest days recently so I've not been doing anything on Thursdays uh, Friday's been some sort of um, like light tempo effort so maybe a 10k at about 33 34 something like that so not really hard not really easy um, then either a race or a session on the on the weekend and if not racing, then it's a long run of probably 15 miles or so. Brilliant. Sounds like a fantastic programme, that. Um, I suppose that we should probably finish with just your feelings. I mean, one of the, one of the really uh, you know, encouraging things, I think about stuff like Blaine and you know, the weekends and, and park runs and the thing you're talking about, all the runs, is this kind of explosion in, um, in people taking up running for the first time and really falling in love with the sport. I mean, it's, it, you know, I, I know we're, we're, we're all celebrating it here, but it must be a fantastic thing for you to see um, as somebody who's, you know, right at the top end of it, but actually seeing so many people interested in it and so many people kind of take, pick, pulling on their shoes and running now. I, I love it because I've now got two involvements in the sport with my own running whilst I'm still doing that but also now being a full-time coach with my, my company Move Better Run Better I'm seeing both sides of the sport a lot more now than I than I did when I was just solely focused on elite running and I think that, like for example the park runs now that, that never existed when I started out years ago and I go to park runs most week I volunteer quite a lot um, and just seeing the effects that that's had on people's lives of um, people just it, it's become something for so many people around the country mm. that people kind of get into their 40s or 50s or even older and never done much physical activity before or, or, or any running and they're, they're now they have these 100 park run t-shirts yeah. <laughs> um, it, it, it's been phenomenal and I think that's spinning over into other races now that it, it's very rare that you see races now that aren't filled out mm. filled up ages like like Blaine and that what did that fill up in February or something like that yeah, um, yeah. there's a couple of hours it's 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 full and um, it's it's full and sold out but with club runners exactly. and, and sort of non-club runners as well and then that's that's becoming quite common now that the, the race is just everywhere we're just filling up so quickly so I think it's it, it's only a good thing um and the, the elite ends of the, these races that they're starting to get better I think there's there's been a bit of a resurgence as well um and, it, and things like, like what like what we did on uh, on Saturday. Hopefully, everyone just enjoyed watching that, and it, it makes it fun to to be around. Yeah, fantastic. Well, that's I re- we really appreciate you taking the time out to um, to kind of join us as well, and, and sort of talk a little bit about your story. But well, well done again for Bladen, and uh, and hopefully we'll see you in twenty nineteen, sort of defending the title. I, I very much hope to be there, Mark. <laughs> if, if, if they'll let me come back. <laughs>